I tried to take it to a lighter place and you just had to go dark. Nope, this is the morbid episode. Everyone dies and I can't spell. Okay, second phrase you really feel like you need to be able to say in whatever language you're speaking. I don't want to go to your porn room. <laughs> Has there ever been a situation where someone tried to lead you to a porn room in China? Many. They have lots of porn rooms? So I would go to these open markets, but I would always go to like the electronic section. So I used to be obsessed with collecting Chinese movies on VCD, which is crappy Chinese knockoff of DVD. I had a whole box of these things. But I would always go and I'm like, okay, show me your movies. And they'd be like, okay, here are all our Kung Fu movies. And I'm like going through all the Kung Fu movies and TV shows because I went through a phase where I just lived and breathed Kung Fu movies. And they'd kind of watch me flip through them because I'd be going like, have it, have it, have it, have it, have it, have it. And they'd be like, this is a front. He doesn't want Kung Fu movies. He's acting like he wants Kung Fu movies. I know what he really wants. And then it'd be like, if I hadn't made it clear that I spoke Chinese, they would start doing hand gestures. And uh, if they had, they'd be just like, do you want to see our porn movies? And I'd have to say, no, I don't want to go to your, I don't want to see your porn movies. Because I made the mistake once when the guy just said, do you want to go see our special movies? <laughs> you have special movies? Yeah, I'll see your special movie. He took me to this weird, crazy back room that was just wall-to-wall porn. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I'm in a porn room. I don't want to be in a porn room. And so I had to learn the phrase, no, I don't want to go to your porn room. But because I was bilingual, I just said, I don't want to go to your porn room. Like, I don't have to learn these phrases. I just know all the words. And I say, I don't want to go to your porn room. <laughs> Did you ever learn the phrase, I don't want to go to your porn room in English? No, you just know how to say it. I mean, also, I mean, I'm open-minded. I'll check it out. I'm not going to buy anything. No, I'm not going to take anything. But You don't want to go to some weird back alley porn room. It's... I would want to go to one, and then I think I'd be done. <laughs> just once like to be invited to the porn room. <laughs> feel special. I'm the bell of the ball. <laughs> All the porn wants me to pick it. Yeah. They they ask somebody, they're my friend, and they're just like, no, no, not for this guy. It's like, oh, come on. I never get invited to the porn rooms. So th- the three cool people here can go to the porn room, and this guy has to stay here. Yeah. Okay. So that, that 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 checks out. I I just like that eventually, if you, if you stick around long enough, it just escalates to the point of like, show this man the porn. <laughs> He hasn't bought anything yet. He clearly wants the (laughs) porn. Yeah, he's been here five minutes. That is the clear universal symbol for... I'd like to see naked ladies, please. No, I just want to know if you have Ip Man 3. I have two and one. I need three. They still show you back to the porn room. No! No (laughs) porn room. I said it very clearly. Ip Man 3. I know I'm saying this right. That's when they're just convinced, like, oh, your Chinese is bad. Of course you want to go to the porn room. You're saying something wrong. You're saying the actual title of a movie? No, no. You clearly want <laughs> naked women. See, I'd be looking out for the guy that looks like he's probably going to sell me the, the mogwai or something. They'll be like, oh, I can trust that man. He's going to take me to the secret room where they keep the weird creatures that I can take home and have fun adventures with. And he takes you to the porn. It's like, damn it. No, I thought this was going to be a fun adventure. Those aren't gremlins. Okay, you're right. They are gremlins, but I still don't want to look at them. <laughs> so 
we had just in my friend's backyard, there were all those various hills. There was a creek that went through it where once one of his brothers got cut on the face. And so we thought that was the most dangerous place. I'm sure he just got whacked in the face with a stick because, you know, that's what kids do. Yeah. They hit each other with sticks. Oh, yeah. But we thought it was full of like goblins or quicksand. So that was one area across the street was a little copse of trees that we were very convinced was where the bloods and the crypts would hang out. <laughs> Sorry, the secret gang wars going on in the woods of Idaho. That is an expose I would love to read slash watch. <laughs> Have I told you about this? I don't think so, because I would probably remember bloods and crypts gang war in Idaho. <laughs> so my friend's dad was a cop, so he knew everything about gangs. He didn't know anything about gangs. I, trust me, that that is implicitly understood here. So we found this really cool area where there was some bushes and a, a tree overhanging it. It was like a great little secret kid hideout. Sweet, this is right across the place where we break rocks looking for gold. This is the perfect place for us to hang out because that's what we did after school. We would break rocks hoping to find gold. Man, you're just full of knowledge and wonder. <laughs> One of these things much more in copious supply than the other. But, okay, breaking up rocks, get gold. Gotcha. Hey, we found something shiny that we were convinced was gold, <laughs> and so we thought we were going to be rich, is we were going to break enough rocks and get the gold and sell it and get a Nintendo. Oh, uh, the things we keep from our parents, and that if they found out, would be like, Oh, you sweet idiots. No, I told my parents that. I'm like, Mom, Dad, you don't have to buy me a Nintendo. I'm going to go break rocks until I get enough gold. And they're like, we weren't going to buy you a Nintendo. You go break rocks. (laughs) You keep that up. This will keep them busy. Let me know when you've got that Nintendo earned, son. (laughs) Come back with crap loads of just shiny rocks. Is this enough? So anyway, so we had this area where we would break rocks. And then right across the street was this nice little copse of trees. So we went there a few times. And then one time we went there and there were two other kids. And this was unheard of. We didn't know these kids. We're like, who are you kids? And we started talking. And I'm viewing this experience vicariously through my adult self. These kids were probably two or three years older than us and knew they could get rid of these punk kids who were in their fort by lying to them. So they told us that they were members of the Crips. And this was their hideout where they would plan their stuff against the Bloods. And my friend whose dad was a cop was like, dude, this is serious. We got to form our own gang to protect ourselves from the Bloods and the Crips. Yes, we meet at Crips HQ out in the woods. This is where we plan our offensives against the Bloods, our sworn enemies in Idaho. (laughs) Nope, it all checks out. Continue. So we were planned out our own gang. Our colors were going to be green and brown. Okay. Literally shitty colors, but okay. (laughs) Well, because our plan was that we weren't going to cheat and use guns like those Bloods and Crips. We were going to make our own weapons out of natural things that we could find. So you're going to fight the Bloods and the Crips with their guns with your sticks. Because let's be real, your kids... You're going to make them out of sticks. You're not going to find anything else. You're not going to fashion a bow. You're going to hit them with a stick. We learned how to make stone axes via flint napping, which is the process that ancient man used of knocking two rocks together to sharpen it into some sort of rudimentary blade. Primitive man had way more patience than the average (laughs) eight-year-old boy. So we spent a couple weeks doing this, and then we went down to our fort, which we still went to the same one. Even though we knew the crypts were there, we would just check to see if they were there. And there was a note to the tree that said, get the F out, Crips. 
Signed, The Bloods. (laughs) And so we got freaked out and we never went back there. The days before the internet and smartphones, that's how the Bloods and the Crips had to communicate with one another. (laughs) No, it's stuck to a tree with a knife or something. (laughs) Staples. Gotta get the message across to the crypts. Yeah, I know. All right, where are we going to put it? I don't know. That tree? Yeah, that looks good. Yo, man, you got something to stick it to? Tommy, you got your stapler? You know it. Staple, staple, boom. Crips are on notice. <laughs> Sign it so they know it's from us. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we never went back there. We, um... We built another fort in a different gully. Like, okay, well, this this place is too hardcore for us. Let's build another fort. <laughs> Honey, there's too many bloods and crypts living here. We have to move. <laughs> Go to a nicer place, a safer place. So, I fly a lot better now than I used to. When I first started flying, it was the most nerve-wracking, anxiety-inducing experience of my life. Just the worst. I hated it. Nothing about it was fun. That was also when I flew by myself, and, you know, I think it's easier to get worked up about things when your family's not driving you nuts, and it's like, I can't focus (laughs) on the plane going down because you're driving me insane! (laughs) So I fly better in that regard, but I also fly worse in that I over-prepare. I bring the Switch and I bring a book, and I bring my iPad, and I bring my headphones, I bring all this stuff. I just need to get so much better at flying. I know I need to get better in my life in general of slimming down and just not having so much stuff, but even when I fly, it's just like uh, taking all the stuff out for the security check or whatever is just the worst, because they're like, oh, anything above this size, you need to take out of the bag and put on its own. I'm like, okay, everybody behind me, watch this. (laughs) This is going to take several minutes. Me and my Bugs Bunny pants. What? Because Bugs Bunny always like had all these things that he pulled out of his pocket. Oh. He had an anvil. He had a sledgehammer. That's you. There's just like one more thing, one more thing. And everyone's like, where is he keeping it? Going through the security, you know, you get the tub for your stuff. And maybe you need like two tubs because you got to take your belt off and shoes. And they want that in a separate tub. I need probably six tubs for <laughs> myself. That's too many tubs. It takes me forever to get everything out. And the worst thing is that you get it all out. And that's going through the machine. Yeah, that takes a little while, possibly. But you go through the thing, and maybe you have to raise your arms up, and that's it. You're done. And so it's all that buildup for just been waiting to get it all back. And then when it all floods back, <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. I actually had a very, very bad moment as a father uh, on the way back when they gave me all my stuff back. And then they give me the child seat and everything else I need to get. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so much stuff. And then my shoes come through, and I have to put those on. And I'm just like, oh. I, I just I hit a boiling point and I kicked the child seat like down the floor just to get out of my way so I could get everything else and pick it up and and I, I accidentally hit my daughter and she's like ow and she you know th- took umbrage to that as she should and got like full straight faces like biting her lip and, and I was like I'm sorry sweetie I didn't mean to and, and she stomps off and that pissed me off even more for some reason so I kicked it this time on purpose at her <laughs> and bumped into her foot again and my wife saw it you petulant turd not at all wrong and the reason i got so frustrated is because i have too much stuff that didn't have any time to like look at so and the worst part about it is that i need to slim down okay how do i do that well take less stuff no buy yourself a smaller bag so you can't take as much stuff 
<laughs> so I just kickstart a new bag, and it should be here hopefully <laughs> before our next flight in June or July, whatever that might be. And that will hopefully force me to take less stuff because the bag's not as big. You'll just get a bigger bag or you'll cram more stuff in there. Change starts with you, Jason. It starts inside. It's you wanting to not kick your child. That's what needs to happen first. <laughs> and then you cannot take your switch on the plane. Oh, the switch is going on the plane. If I leave behind anything, it's going to be a book. <laughs> <laughs> I know most times you fly, you fly by yourself. Do you experience any of this? Or have you, have you flown no. with your family? Or have you, is it only been driving? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I've flown with my family to China, dude. Okay. I hear you say all this stuff, and I just think, no sauce. <laughs> I've done local flights with my family. I've done international flights with my family. I've done local flights by myself. I've done international flights by myself. I do not understand when you say you get more anxious when you're by yourself. Flying by myself is a vacation unto itself. There is nothing I enjoy more than flying somewhere alone. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. You're absolutely right. Oh, where's the rest of my family? Do I have to look for this? No, I don't. Do I have to worry about getting my daughter her things and my son his things? And a... Nope. I'm the only one I worry about here. Do I have to worry about people screaming that they want a Cinnabon? Nope. Do I still get a Cinnabon? Heck yes. <laughs> it's just a very zen experience. I, I love to travel. I love going new places. I like being unreachable. I like people watching. You see the weirdest stuff at airports. There's always dads kicking chairs at their kids, and that's hilarious. So we've talked about my dyslexia several times on the show, and I've never actually been diagnosed officially with dyslexia, but when I tell stories like this one, you'll know I have dyslexia. When I was in... We would have been junior high. I went to this big youth get-together kid party thing. I don't know what it was, but it was a bunch of kids from a bunch of different schools all together. And I was like 14 at the time. And when I was 14, I went to a junior high called Franklin. And I was known as the bearded kid from Franklin. Because when you're 14 and you have a beard, you are the bearded kid. So I went to this thing and we all had to put on name tags. And I didn't want to put my real name on. I want to put something funny. I'm going to put beard boy. So I did this activity for... Two days. I get home. My mom looks at my shirt. I still have the name tag on it. And she's like, why did you put your name as Bread Boy? <laughs> and I looked down and I read it. And like, no one told me. I was Bread Boy for an entire weekend. And I like called my friends out. I'm like, guys, why don't you tell me? Like, we thought you wanted to be Bread Boy. Why would I want to be Bread Boy? You like bread. <laughs> Everyone likes bread. That is not a distinguishing feature of me. I am beard boy. Beard boy. <laughs> what a lame thing to be. Like, that's your thing. I like bread. I'm the bread guy. <laughs> I know. What kind do you like? Do you like a good focaccia or, you know, what kind of herbs and spices do you like? Do you like the cheese? And a, no, just bread. Just bring it on. I'm the bread guy. Well, this was Idaho in the 90s. We hadn't discovered focaccia yet. We didn't know what a panini was. There were two kinds of bread in Idaho in the 90s. There was white and not actually wheat, like brown or white. Yeah, I understand that part. So for quite a while, people would still refer to me as bread boy. And they thought they, thought they were going along with it. They thought that's what I wanted to be. 
I'm like, oh, this kid wants to be bread boy? Well, we'll call him bread boy. That's fine. He can be the bread boy. You do you, bread boy. No, you do some remedial spelling classes, bread boy. <laughs> that's that's kind of sweet that people just went along with it. Just, hey, <laughs> I, I don't get what the hell that means, but sure, bread boy. <laughs> Let's go for it. You go, bread boy. Look at bread boy wheeling his wheelchair around the field like he actually plays football. You go, bread boy. Hold your head up high. <laughs> no, it's because I have a beard. <laughs> beard boy. Why'd you spell it like bread? Because I'm dyslexic. We didn't know what dyslexia was. We were just like, because I'm dumb. You didn't know what dyslexia was? No. <laughs> That's not like bread not getting to Idaho. That's a word that people know. People know what it is. Somebody could have told you what it is. I honestly didn't know what it was until like sometime at college. I read about dyslexia and like a light bulb went off in my brain. I'm like, my whole world makes sense now. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> I have a learning disability. I know why I'm bread boy. There is something freeing <laughs> about knowing that everything you've gone through is for a reason. And it's not because you're stupid. <laughs> I don't know. This is an honest confession. That is the reason why I've never been actually officially tested for dyslexia, because I don't want to find out that I don't have it, and I am just stupid. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're, you're testing negative. No, you can read just fine. You're just a dum-dum. Yeah, it is nitty. Hey, guys. Steve here. Wanted to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Today I Learned Nothing. I hope you enjoy the show half as much as we enjoy creating it. You can follow more of our shenanigans on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. Uh-huh.